Today's Sunday, seven days before Christmas. With us today is uh, former Congressman Peter King to give us an update. What's going on in our state, our city, our country with Republican politics? Uh, Congressman King, give us the update. John, basically, uh, you know, we're in a, a, still in a rough time as far as the economy and as far as crime. But there's one very, to me, positive development here in New York City. The uh, police commissioner, Keyshawn Sewell, has now uh, looked over a number of the cases uh, that were decided by the Civilian uh, Complaint Review Board. And uh, she's reduced the charges or dismissed the charges altogether in 72 different cases involving the police officers. To me, this is very good for morale. Uh, this whole thing started, really, in the aftermath of George Floyd and the defund the police movement, of being very hostile toward the police. Commissioner Sewell is really sticking up for the men and women in blue. Listen, if somebody does something wrong, they're going to be penalized. But she's not going to uh, allow cops to be charged for the wrong reasons or to have uh, improper charges brought against them. I think this would be great for police morale. I think they need it at a time like this when things are going so tough. So I think, it's, uh, again, it took guts what Commissioner Sewell has done. And I give her tremendous credit for it. Is she allowed to override the civilian review board? Yes. Under the law, she has the final say. She has the final say. They make the recommendations to her. And uh, I, I think they assumed that she would be a rubber stamp, that uh, you know, there's such like an anti-police mood in some uh, circles, uh, and that she wouldn't want to incur the wrath of some of these progressive groups. But, no, she's gone ahead, and she's actually exercised her lawful discretion. And she's dismissed the charges altogether in some cases, reduced the penalties in others. And uh, listen, if the cop has done something wrong, she's not going to let him or her get off the hook. But uh, she felt that there was, at the board in these cases, had gone too far. And she wanted to, uh, again, establish uh, her authority, which she's entitled to, and also to let the police know that she's not going to stand by if she believes that they are being treated inappropriately. I, I am glad somebody is watching the, uh, the the people in blue, watching their back and making sure the right thing is being done. And uh, I, I commend uh, uh, Commissioner Sewell. What else is going on? Well, here's the thing, John. In Washington, I'm really concerned that it looks as if the Republicans may not be able to elect a speaker but when the Congress opens on January 3rd. The overwhelming majority of House Republicans voted uh, in their own conference, their own caucus, to support Kevin McCarthy for speaker. But the speaker is the only position in the House of Representatives that the entire House has to vote on. So even though he has the support of 90, 95% of House Republicans, unless, and it's, but the Republicans only have a four-seat majority. So if just five Republicans don't vote for Kevin McCarthy on the opening day of Congress, where the whole House votes on the speaker, there won't be a speaker. And they will have to keep voting and voting until somebody gets 218 votes. I don't see anyone else besides Kevin McCarthy having a chance to get 218 votes uh, in, uh, 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 on the Republican side. But on the other hand, uh, unless these five people come around, he may not get the, uh, you know, become the speaker. And we'll be in a situation where, John, like right now, there's still a number of uh, committee chairmen can't be picked because the speaker is supposed to basically have the final say on that. Uh, the uh, committees can hire staff. They don't know who they can have on. Because, again, the, uh, all, all of these things have to be done when you know who the speaker is going to be. So long as that's undecided, the Congress is going to not be able to get anything done. It won't even be able to officially open. It won't be able to have any committee hearings. It won't be able to begin all these investigations the Republicans say they want. 
And this is all wasted time. We, countries going through many crises now, whether it's immigration, uh, whether it's uh, energy, whether it's the economy, we can go down the line. And uh, until there's a speaker, none of this can be addressed. So I don't want the Republicans to look like the gang that can't shoot straight. I mean, we, they fought hard. They won back the House. That's a historic achievement. They won back the House. But now they won it. They can't do anything with it unless they hire a speaker, unless they uh, vote for and select a speaker. So uh, right now, it's, uh, I just hope they can uh, you know, talk some sense into themselves and realize that uh, they're going to look like fools before the American people unless they can get this done. And it's, uh, it's like shooting yourself in the foot. Uh, the other thing going on in New York City, I understand a Republican assemblyman that got elected uh, in Queens is being challenged by the Democratic Assembly. Have you heard anything new on that? Yeah, actually, John, he was elected in Brooklyn, and this, that was really historic. He won. This was, uh, he defeated a Democrat who had been in office for, I think, 32 years. He won the city. He's an Asian-American, and now they're trying to play a residency game, whether or not he had lived in the borough of Brooklyn long enough or whether he had lived in Queens during any of that time. fact is that he was duly elected. It was a solid victory. I think that the Assembly Democrats should allow him to take his seat and represent the people who elected him. Now, if he's not, then there has to be a new election. And I think you'll see, again, I can't speak for Asian Americans, but I would think that you may see a real revolt by Asian Americans against the Democratic Party. Now, when they've elected uh, such a qualified, he's a war hero, he's an Asian American, he was elected in a Democratic district by a solid majority, uh, and if he's not allowed to take a seat on a technicality and there has to be a new election, I think he'll probably be elected with bigger numbers than ever. But I think that the impact will spread throughout Brooklyn and Queens in particular about this uh, really discrimination against an Asian American. I think it will really turn off that entire community. It certainly could, I, I, you know, I would think. And uh, uh, it's, it's, it's just wrong what they're doing. I mean, they should respect the people here, the people uh, legally voted for him. They uh, gave him a good majority. It was a tough race, and he won it. And to take it away from him now after the fact through some uh, procedural technicality, to me it goes against the whole uh, rule of democracy. I, I, I agree with you, and I think the Asian-American people will be as mad as heck on that one. Um, we have time for one more question. What would you like to cover? Um, New York? Long Island? Well, I'm, uh, again, very proud that on Long Island we elected four Republican members of Congress. They're going to be down in Washington. They will be voting for a new speaker. They are going to be uh, united, not just as Republicans, but for all the people of Long Island. And, John, let's face it, uh, just like in 2021, uh, a number of seats on Long Island, including the county executive and the district attorney, uh, would not have been won without the support that uh, WABC gave them by constantly letting them get their message out. Same this year. People like uh, uh, Anthony D'Esposito, he uh, campaigned heavily. He uh, was on uh, 77 WABC a number of times, and uh, he, he won. He won in a district where there's 75,000 more Democrats than Republicans, but yet he won by 11,000 votes by focusing on the issues that you always talk about, crime and inflation, especially crime. He's a former New York City cop, detective. And he got the message out there. So I'm really looking forward to him taking office on, on, on January 3rd and fighting for all the people, Democrats, Republicans, independents, everyone on Long Island, especially in his congressional district, which is on the south shore of Nassau County. 
Peter King, uh, thank you so much for coming on. Make sure you go out and do some shopping for the uh, for the holidays. For for Christmas is only seven days away, and we'll catch up with you again real soon. John, thank you. Thank you.